Hello everyone and welcome to another IMCO in 5 minutes for November the 2nd, 2018. My name is Jonathan Chan. While I was preparing for my upcoming Christmas sermon series, since I'm a pastor at Crucible Church in Richmond, I was doing some research on sheep. And here's an interesting fact that I would like to share with you. Sheep has a reputation. Sheep has a reputation of being stupid, defenseless, and harmless creatures that mope about on hillsides doing not very much. They are good for two things, apparently, being eaten and producing wool. However, in reality, sheep are actually surprisingly intelligent with impressive memory and recognition skills. They build friendships, stick up for one another in fights, and feel sad when their friends are sent to the slaughter. They are also one of the most destructive creatures on the planet. Now for that last statement, we could go off onto a complete tangent. However, let's go back to sheep. So that sheep, they're not dumb at all. They don't just follow whoever's hand that feeds them and they're quite smart. So why in this referendum about electoral reform happening now in British Columbia, are some of us living up to the stereotype of sheep? So let's chat about the current referendum. I don't know about you, but I haven't received my voting package in the mail yet, probably due to the uh, work stoppage rotations that the postal workers are currently doing. But here's a question. How many of us are confident enough to vote? I.e., how many of us are versed enough with the three PR systems and also the current first-past-the-post system? Or better question, how many of you actually care enough to learn about it or even care to vote? Right now, especially on the radio, there's been persuasive rhetoric. Fear rhetoric from the nay side to the point that they say we may end up like Nazi Germany. And hyper-optimism from the pro side to the point that this system will solve every social ailment that this province is currently enduring. Housing, poverty, food hunger, environment, etc. You name it. Pro side would say that proportional representation would solve that problem. However, When you slice through the thick rhetoric and attempt to avoid the bandwagons, you actually get an inconclusive answer because the biggest question is how, regardless of which of the four systems you choose, how will this all be executed because the process of executing is still unknown. If you watch all the videos and read all the information on election species website, what's the common denominator? Quote unquote, it all depends. For example, it all depends on how regions and districts are divided. It all depends how party lists are selected. It all depends how rural regions are represented. It all depends what MMP version will we choose. Yes, if you did not know, MMP has several versions that are, that are currently available for us. All these questions are unknown. No matter how the yeas or the nays argue their position, it doesn't matter because we don't know how each are going to be executed. All we get from Elections BC is, quote, this will be facilitated by a committee, end quote. Who's the committee? Who selects the committee? Here's a disturbing blurb I lifted from Global News. Global News caught up with BC's Minister of Advanced Education Skills Training, Melanie Mark, on Saturday as she urged voters in her East Vancouver riding to support the initiative. Now, so I quote from Global News. While Mark said proportional representation would be a positive change for British Columbians, she was unable to explain in detail the mechanics of how any of the three proposed systems would work if implemented. With all due respect, I'm not an expert in this field, Mark said. 
quote, I do have a degree in political science, but I'm not an expert in electoral representation, she added. Uh-oh, Melanie Mark, our MLA, studied political science and is the Minister of Advanced Education and Skills. If she can't even explain how proportional representation will be executed and proceeded, how many of us are in the same boat? Quite a few of us, I imagine. So what can we learn from this as Christians? What can we learn from our behavior towards the referendum that may be applicable to our decision-making in general, especially the moral and ethical ones? I wonder if we are just as passive, disengaged, lethargic, and easily persuaded by emotional rhetoric when it comes to making moral and ethical decisions. That we allow others to make the decision for us, or even allow them to tell us what the right answer should be. That we allow others who we entrust with some sort of authority, whether it be our pastor, Sunday school teacher, our parents, our friends, famous Christian writers who wrote online articles, or even our church communities to dictate how we should decide. Are we really that unable or unwilling to investigate it ourselves to reach our own conclusion? Yes, I understand as Christians, we are called to be sheep of a shepherd and we follow the shepherd. But for me, I believe the only shepherd who I am called to follow is Jesus. And to this day, I'm still getting to know him and still investing quite a bit of effort and time in investigating and learning who he really is. So if I'm treating Jesus this way, with so much prudence, with so much um, investigation, shouldn't I be making every effort to investigate and test the claims that others are trying to persuade or dictate my morals and ethics? Sheep are not dumb. Why should I live up to a stereotype that they are? That's my opinion. I'm Jonathan Chan of Company of Disciples, a ministry for business and working professionals to empower them to become exemplary leaders by connecting God's work with theirs. If you are interested in knowing more about what we do, visit our website at companyofdisciples.com. Till next Friday, have a blessed weekend.